Hello, I'm Dr. Scott Wadier. And I'm Tommy Welling, and you're listening to the Fasting for Life podcast. This podcast is about using fasting as a tool to regain your health, achieve ultimate wellness, and live the life you truly deserve. Each episode is a short conversation on a single topic with immediate actionable steps. We cover everything from fat loss and health and wellness to the science of lifestyle design. We started Fasting for Life because of how fasting has transformed our lives, and we hope to share the tools that we have learned along the way. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. My name is Dr. Scott Wadier. I'm here, as always, with my good friend and colleague, Tommy Welling. Good evening to you, sir. Hey, Scott. How's it going? Rock and roll, man. We have some exciting news tonight. Um, I can't believe that we're actually going to utter the words that are going to be said in the next four or five minutes. But how do you think we should drop this? You're laughing, but really, what do you think? Um, I think we should do. Should we just drop it? What Should we dangle a carrot? What do you want to do here? I like the drum roll. Can we try a drum roll? Go ahead. Oh, that's, that's pretty good. I wonder if that's going to come through. I hope it does. Um, so we've been talking about this. If you've been with us on this journey, uh, feels like, um, you know, coming up on about a year of mm-hmm. the fasting journey for, for, for myself um, and a little bit, you know, coming up on a year and a half for you. And yeah. uh, we've been doing this podcast since January. So just shout out to all you guys who have been following us on this journey with us, all of you, all the listeners. We're just in awe of how much positive feedback there is in communication and questions and ratings and reviews and um, just really the volume of people that we're reaching to. So we're just blessed and, and honored to be able to continue to talk to y'all on a weekly basis. But with that being said, Tommy, what is the announcement for this evening? The announcement is that after painstaking hours and dedicated work, we finally put together what we've been talking about for months and months. Oh, you still buried it. Go ahead. The fasting for life experience. 28 days of transformation. And not to use that word lightly, because we've seen this happening with our one-on-one clients behind the scenes. But with our previous experience and our successes with our previous challenges, we have upped the game by filling in the holes and providing more access, more accountability, more reachability, more education, more tools. And over the next 28 days, we are going to see some amazing things take place. Yeah. And, you know, what I'm most excited about, it starts with the plan. At the very beginning what you're going to get is a customized plan designed to take you from exactly wherever your starting point is now today to exactly where you want to go. Even if it's going to take longer than 28 days, that's fine. You're going to have a plan to get to the finish line. Every single person in the experience is going to have that. So one of the reasons why we limit it to 25 people um, and registration is open. So you can find the link uh, on our Facebook page, you can find it in the podcast episode, you can find it on our website. Um, mm-hmm. You, you know, we've limited it because of the customization. So we realized the only way to get the results that y'all are looking for is to really be one-on-one and we're going to use technology to our advantage. So you're going to get 28 emails, one every single day with an action step, with information, with a touch point, with some of the accountability, but we're also going to have the closed Facebook group. 
We're going to have live Q and A's. You're going to get access to us. You're going to get a 15 minute discovery call or coaching call. Um, just there's so much in here, but that customization that you're talking about is, is really, um, you know, one of the limiting factors here. So we're excited that we're going to be able to customize this plan for each and every person's life based on their level of experience, exposure, goals. And like you said, Tommy, if it takes more than 30 days, guess what? What can they log into on our website? Yeah, they can absolutely log in, go back, replay the video modules again and again. Any weak points you have, go back and review, take the quizzes again, send us comments, questions. Um, we're there for you. And you're going to have your plan. You're going to be able to go back and access it as well as all of the countless downloadable digital resources that we're going to include in the experience as well. I think my, the two things that I love the most is that we're going to have the course built out with those four weekly modules, but you're also going to get the accountability of the Facebook group. And I love hopping on a Facebook live. Like, I don't know what it is about live, but it's just something different than pre-recording, right? So the Facebook live Q and A's that we're going to do, um, and just building off of the experience of other people too. You know, we didn't get here by ourselves. You know, you helped me, um, yeah. you, you know, you had influences on your way with Dr. Fung's info and whatnot. And just, mm -hmm. It's, it's just, um, you know, it's been a long time coming, but, uh, we, and I honestly, I don't know if we're going to do this event again be, <laughs> because of the amount of time, effort and energy and not to be, Oh, woe is me. Cause we love this stuff. This is why we're doing it, but it's been a lot yeah. of work, right? Mm -hmm. So we don't know if we're going to do this event again, probably one or two times a year. Um, but the fasting for life experience is live registrations open. Um, and we're, we're going to, we're going to limit it to 25 to make sure that we get that, that touch, those touch points and that accountability. Yeah, absolutely. So we are uh, extremely excited. Awesome. All right, let's get into tonight's episode. Cool. I really want to dive into the research. So we've gotten away from Tommy, based on your um, input, you were like, yeah, I feel like we've gotten away from the research quite a bit because we, we did a lot of that in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I think that was just us finding our footing, right? And yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of ground to cover. Um, we wanted to cover um, a lot of the good science um, in there. And then um, we kept getting some good questions too. And, you know, they didn't necessarily need um, a heavy science um, conversation to go along with them. But, um, you know, what I feel like we wanted to address was some of the science, but not necessarily with regards to just weight in general. Right. So we want to go health wise. Right, right. And again, a lot of it is, you know, typically people come and find fasting because of weight related issues. But yeah, it's so much more than that. So you had mentioned like, yeah, we haven't done a research, you know, um, episode, right. And it's not going to be too crazy. Don't worry. It's just one article that's pretty eye opening. Mm -hmm. Um, and it really, you know, the, I don't remember where you found this, but you said it to me, it's really hard to see the frame when you're in the middle of the picture. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so when we look at this research article, right, that we, that was found um, in the Journal of Surgery in August 2014, and it's hyperinsulinemic syndrome. The metabolic syndrome is broader than you think. And when we look at, you know, just kind of the overview of the article, it, it's looking at the presence or absence of a list of medical conditions um, that are re directly related to insulin resistance, right? So we always, everybody talks about yeah. blood sugar and glucose. No, we're talking about insulin and insulin resistance. Yeah. And, and they're not, they're not always just the same thing. They're not 
just interchangeable. Um, they're, they're two different things. Obviously they're related. Um, as your blood sugar goes up, your insulin, um, has to come up in response to that. It, it, your pancreas wants to, to clear out, um, the excess sugar, but, um, your insulin resistance builds over time and you can have that. You don't have to be overweight to be insulin resistant. You can't just look at somebody and tell if they're insulin resistant. And we have all of these other comorbidities that go along with it. And we're talking about cardiovascular disease. We're talking about sleep apnea, um, polycystic ovarian syndrome, um, dyslipidemia, where you have um, elevated uh, blood lipids and triglycerides, um, just a host of other things. And then we, you know, we get into to cancer and neurological disorders, um, Parkinson's and Alzheimer's and ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. Um, the list goes on, um, but I don't want to give too much uh, away just yet. So you pretty much just listed the entire list of comorbidities <laughs> that was in the conclusion of the article, right? So, um, yeah, but I didn't it, say why. No, you gave it all away, but that's fine. So <laughs> I like it. I like, I like your style. Um, so really the conclusion that hit me was, you know, um, this leads, this is just straight from the article. This is a quote. This leads us to propose that the concept of hyperinsulinemic syndrome and question the safety of insulin as a chronic therapy for patients with type two diabetes mellitus. So we talk a lot about weight and diabetes, right? Cause that's your standard operating you know, procedure, your standard image of what's someone that would have insulin resistance or blood sugar related problems yeah. and would lead to the comorbidities or the, or the other conditions that kind of go hand in hand with that, like the heart diseases and the cardiovascular issues, um, you know, which really is why most patients that have severe diabetes die is because of the complications from the disease, not from the diabetes itself. Right. 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 So, um, you know, really trying to frame this in a way that makes everyone think a little bit differently about the people that they have in their corner, helping them manage any of the things that you listed in terms of the conditions that you mentioned, right? So mm -hmm. I don't want to list them off again, right? But one of the big ones that stood out to me was the polycystic ovarian syndrome or ovary syndrome, because my wife works with you know, she specializes in a natural alternative to, you know, IVF therapy and the patients that she sees, she helps them, you know, plan their family through, you know, through struggling with fertility, mm -hmm. et cetera. And one of the biggest things that she talks about in her first console is the nutritional side of how polycystic ovarian syndrome is directly linked to high levels of insulin. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So like I'm reading this list going, Oh wait, that's, that's my wife's practice. Like, and then I'm thinking over here, like, oh, diabetes. Okay. That's my dad. Okay. Wait. Yeah. Okay. Those make sense. But then I'm thinking like sleep apnea. Like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah. Now when you go and you look back and open up the, you know, physiology books, the AP book, and you're like, oh, there it is. There's a connection point. Right. So we don't want to come yeah. at it from that level, which, you know, honestly, um, would be really boring and, uh, too intense for me. <laughs> even though I like the science, literally it's a, okay, if you're dealing with these issues and there's a cascade of metabolic things that can take place when you have high levels of insulin, what are the people that you're going to see in terms of your specialists and your doctors actually doing for it? Yeah. Um, 
So getting back to what you said about being hard to see the picture frame when you're in the middle of the picture, um, you know, what you could also say there is sometimes you, you miss the forest for the trees, right? Like um, you're so focused on one small aspect. Uh, let's say you're going to see a specialist um, uh, regarding polycystic ovarian syndrome. Well, are they necessarily looking for insulin resistance or are they looking for, you know, some other more, um, more, more typical or, or highly talked about, um, you know, in, uh, hormonal issue? Um, so let me, some- Tommy, Tommy, I want to, I want to hop in there for a second. Cause something you just said, like really stood out for me. And I, I don't normally like to just be like, Hey, stop. Right. We're talking about a very specific thing with polycystic ovarian syndrome. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's all based on the same. So the ones that are like more, you know, seen in most everybody would be the hypertension, the high blood pressure, the dyslipidemia, the high cholesterol, right? And the yeah. clogged arteries and cardiovascular disease, right? Right, right. So it applies to all of these, but it's it's the me- mechanistic reductionistic model that when you go to see a specialist, they're breaking it down into these smaller and smaller compartments and components that if you treat the end result or that final component that you can find, right? You're treating the symptom. You're actually not getting to the underlying cause of it. Yeah. Yeah. So if your question is how do we get rid of these, these little cysts, um, you're not addressing what may be causing the cysts, which absolutely could be hyperinsulinemia. It's, it's correlated so heavily that every study that we look at um, talks about, uh, hyperinsulinemia was found in these patients. Uh, I believe in the in the review article, every single one of them or all but one of them um, had hyperinsulinemia as well. Yeah, and that's something my wife sees too. Is that it's it's okay? We're going to change your nutrition, and then we're also going to put you on some supplements that will increase your insulin sensitivity and help stabilize your blood sugar. Right, which is all part of it. And when we look at you know the hypertension, the high blood pressure, and the high cholesterol, like those are the two most prescribed medications in the country, mm-hmm. right? So, what if? And I think you said this to me too. Is what if we just went to our doc and said, "Okay, hey, um, how long do I have to be on this blood pressure medication for?" <laughs> And most docs will say, well, you know, you can probably monitor it through lifestyle and dietary changes, right? Lower your sodium, lower your stress is, yep. is the typical recommendation, right? Right. So if we know that all of these things, and we're not saying that insulin resistance is the cure-all for everything, right? Like that would be dumb. Right. But if there is a connection, a blatant connection between the um, presence of high insulin in all of these other issues then why not try a conservative course of just simply changing when you eat? Yeah. When you eat with the goal being try, try having your insulin levels low, lower than normal, lower than you've ever had them in the past, and then just keeping them low for an extended period of time or getting them lower and, and keeping it there regularly for a while. Monitor your symptoms, monitor your blood pressure, whatever it is that you're dealing with while keeping the insulin levels lower than you have typically in the past, just making a conscious effort there and seeing if you have a, a positive um, reaction in your, in your therapy 
or in your um in your how about symptoms. you measure your blood pressure for a couple yeah. of days right because mm-hmm. what's going to happen you're going to clear out your insulin you're going to clear out all the your excess water you're going to have a, a large diuretic effect you're you're going to notice that your ankles are less swollen your blood pressure is almost always going to go down a little bit right now there's other things you know if you're on other medications or you know there's other things there that can um that can obviously affect it. But in most cases, you're going to see that positive change. Never mind, you're just going to stink and feel better. I almost said a bad word. You're just mm-hmm. going to feel better, right? Like, um, so it's, it's, when we're looking at this, I almost get frustrated in that, you know, you look at the standard, um, you know, medical schooling out there and they might get an hour or two of nutrition. So there's just not the system is not set up to handle these conversations. So I know I've had people that have come, you know, that I've been, you know, coaching through this and, um, you know, taking them through the program that we've created and, you know, they've had conversations with their doctor where they're like, well, no, he told me that X, Y, and Z, I can't do fasting because of these three things. And even to the point of like, you know, no, you could actually hurt yourself, right. By, by developing ketoacidosis and all these other side effects Mm-hmm. and, you know, extremely low blood sugars and, and all these things, which there's not a such a cause for concern where you almost get like this level of pushback that makes you just want to quit. And I've heard this from so many people mm-hmm. where going in and almost challenging them in a positive way of saying, hey, I'm willing to take control right back and simplify my life by removing the food and the, what I feel is the cause of a lot of my issues specifically mm-hmm. in terms of diabetes and obesity, but also blood pressure and high cholesterol and cardiovascular disease and, you know, atherosclerosis and Risk all of these of other cancer. things, cancers and polycystic P- PCOSs and, um, you know, um, fatty oh, liver disease, yeah. non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, all these different things. It's just saying, Hey, I think, I'm going to try this, right? And maybe you don't even have to have this conversation unless it's brought up and you just do it, right? Yeah. And just just a crazy thought, right? You know, I always have to say, talk to your doctor first, but then I also want to say, well, if you're not getting the support you need, then you need to find somebody that's willing to support you or just do it. Right. And, you know, start timing your meals a little bit differently and see what the numbers say in three or six months. Yeah, you know, you can you can always start small if 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 you didn't want to just jump into it, let's say a seven day fast. Okay. Well, you, how about just starting skipping breakfast and right. then, and then maybe go to one meal a day right? and, you know, start there, see how you feel. I bet you probably feel a little bit better. You might want to push it even a little bit more. And, you know, by the time you got to that point, you would, you would have much more confidence to walk into the doctor's office and, you know, tell him or her what you've been experimenting with and how you've been feeling. And they're probably not going to give you nearly as much pushback at that point. Hey, y'all wanted to take a second and tell you just an incredible story about an amazing company that we've come across recently. Um, And now they are a sponsor of our show. It's airdoctorpro.com. You can head to the website, use a promo code uh, fasting for life to receive up to $300 off. But most importantly, uh, my little guy, my two-year-old has not slept consistently through the night. Uh, since he was born, we have tried everything you can imagine. He is our third child. And we're just like, what is happening? So we have gone to great lengths, time, money, and effort to figure out um, how we can help him sleep. 
And uh, the reality is uh, we were pretty much just resigned to the fact that this is how it's going to be until we put the Air Doctor Pro in his room. And I am not joking when I tell you the first night that we put it in his room, he slept through the night. The second night, slept through the night. Now we're up to 35 plus days that he has slept through the night. He has only woken up two times rather than two, three times a night, two times in the last 35 days and counting. And we are just so incredibly grateful. The reality is uh, we had a feeling that it was something that we were missing. And the indoor air, air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air these days. In some cases, up to 100 times more. We spend 90% of our time indoors. And we take 20,000 breaths a day. So what's the solution? An air purifier, a cut above the rest. I'm not going to lie. We have tried others. We've tried other HEPA filters. We've tried other air filters. We have spent the money and they have not done the results that Air Doctor did in literally the first day that we put it in his room. They filter out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants. That includes pollutants such as allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mite, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. So I don't know what it was that was keeping them up, but it is now gone. So Air Doctor comes with a 30-day breathe easy money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com. Use promo code FASTING for life to receive up to $300 off air purifiers. An exclusive listener um, offer for you as well. You'll receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. That's exclusive to you, the podcast listener, now hearing this in real time. Lock this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code fasting for life. You guys know that we are very particular with who we partner with. And if it wasn't for this incredible company and this, the incredible results that we've seen, I would not be encouraging you to head to the website and take advantage of the fasting for life promo code. So if you support our sponsors, you are ultimately supporting us. We are grateful for you listening in. And now back to today's episode. Let's take a step back too, because we just got a little bit heavier right there. I'm just sitting here thinking, I'm like, okay, if this if this episode's not about the weight and obesity, right? It's about health. Um, and if insulin is connected to all of these other comorbidities and different issues and pathways and imbalances and whatnot, why wouldn't anyone not use fasting as a tool outside of specific type one diabetes, pregnancies, give us a little, you know, grace here and that we don't know all of the specific conditions that you shouldn't fast with, like kids, right? Okay. Right. Don't have your three-year-old fast. Got it. All right. Whatever. Even though mine, even though mine inherently does that, or mm -hmm. if you're pregnant. Yeah. Okay. Great. But for the majority of people, why, why not put fasting, which is a tried and true technique. It's, you know, <laughs> majority of religions out there. It's been mm -hmm. a part of for thousands of years, like just put this in and then try it for let's say 28 days, let's say a month, give it a week, even just go day to day and say, you know what, I, I do see, you know, the benefit with this because what I want is health and not the normal progression that happens with insulin resistance that's undiagnosed. And we're going to talk about testing in just a second because I don't want to forget is the progression goes from insulin resistance, which really is, un is undiagnosed to prediabetes, to metabolic syndrome, to type two diabetes, to heart disease, to Alzheimer's, to cancers, right? Like, and mm -hmm. everybody kind of goes through that process at a different pace um, because there are parallel issues, right? That are going on like hormone problems, weight issues, digestive issues, stress problems that are going to make everybody kind of present differently. 
Yeah. But if we know the connection point that in high levels of insulin, right, or this new condition that they're trying to die, uh, come up with, this hyperinsulinemic, right, syndrome, mm-hmm. like, so let's just take a step back and start with, like you said, skipping breakfast, or let's just go right to one meal a day. Yeah. Um, I mean, one meal a day is, is so simple and you don't have to worry about, you know, losing out on nutrients. You can have a very nutritious one meal a day. You can even have plenty of calories in one meal a day. Right. Take your multivitamin with it. Um, you can have a whole lot of confidence in one meal a day, but most people will feel better than they ever have if they've never taken a step back and controlled the timing of their meal. It, it it just may blow you away um, how good you feel doing it. And the, the problem with the testing too is, and so we've got our experience, right? Fasting for life experience. It's mm-hmm. live. We're doing it. It's going to be freaking amazing. But the next thing is then, okay, where's our clinical like metabolic experience that goes along with it, right? So I know you, I can, the people listening can't see your face, but you're <laughs> like, why are you saying this now? So we, this is the next step is putting together the testing and, and all of those different types of things to actually say, okay, here's everything you need if this is what you're looking for, right? Yeah. So the standard operating procedure in a doctor's office is, okay, we'll do a, a fasting, a, a glucose tolerance test, a fasting glucose test, whatever you want to call it. We'll do a lipid panel, see if the triglycerides are high. We'll do an HbA1c, right? But that's looking at glucose. That's looking at high triglycerides, where for me personally, my triglycerides were 900 at one point when I got my life insurance t- uh, test done, right? Wow. A few years back. Mm-hmm. I was like 15% body fat. I was 250 plus pounds. Um, I had a couple of abs going on. Like I wasn't fat and overweight. I just was like really big and bulky and muscular. And I had 20 inch neck and 20 plus inch biceps. Like, like just like, I'm, I'm going to say this meatheadish, right? Right. And the guy who's doing the life insurance looks at me and goes, whoa, <laughs> like, do you have cowboy boots so we can get you a little taller rather than wider? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I do. So we did that and it came back and they're like, your body weight, your body mass index, blah, blah, blah. You're higher here. And then this curveball was like, all of a sudden my liver enzymes are off and my triglycerides were high. And my wife took this to her friend and they were just talking at the gym and we're like, yeah, Scott's triglycerides came back and they're like 900. And the girl, the woman who talked to my wife was like, what is he eating that you don't know about? Like, mm-hmm. is he eating like fast food and like, like pizza every day? And I'm like, right. no, I'm eating the macros that she programmed for me. Yeah. Right. And Accusing I was using you of injecting bacon into your veins. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, no, 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 I'm not. So a lot of these things are related, but you're going to get the, you're going to get the outside, like, you know, that whole, if you're, you know, it's hard to see the frame when you're in the middle of the picture. Mm-hmm. So you're seeing a specialist that's specializing in one small piece, but are we looking at the whole picture? So the true thing is to do is using the testing for fasting insulin or serum insulin to give you an idea of kind of where you're at in terms of your resistance. Yeah. So, you know, if we want to get at insulin resistance, you're going to need to be fasted. You're going to need to be looking at blood glucose and serum insulin at the same time over a couple of hours um, during a, a glucose challenge test, that's, that's going to be that's going to be your, your marker for insulin resistance. But then even those results 
are, are going to need to be interpreted correctly too. Right. And that's why one of these things is like, okay, we honestly admit like this has been a journey. You know, I was doing all of these tests and I did a Dutch test and it showed that it wasn't any of the other things we thought it was. So it had to come back to blood sugar, but my tests were still in the normal range mm-hmm. and we were about to order the insulin, right? Test. And this is why I started fasting and everything just changed like overnight. It was like, boom. And my sure. numbers started to balance out. So at this point right now, not having all the answers or knowing where to tell people to go, like I'm confident in saying, just start today, <laughs> space out your meals and start thinking a little bit differently when you have those conversations, those critical conversations with the doctors and the people that are in your corner that are supposedly helping you get healthier rather than moving down this cardiometabolic pathway of insulin resistance, which is related to all of these other issues that this study in the journal of surgery says, um, we should probably look at insulin. Um, not everything else. Yeah. And you know, because when insulin comes up with all of these comorbidities, um, that's, that's pretty telling. There's probably a reason for that. Um, you know, and, and to get back to what you just said about timing your meals, spacing them out, um, you know, you hear a lot of people talk about other ways to get insulin low and, and you might even get some resistance if you're, if you're telling somebody, hey, I'm thinking about fasting. They might say, uh, well, you don't, have to, you don't have to just stop eating. You could do something like, why don't you do keto? Why don't you do low carb? Something like that. Um, you know, those are those are half measures. They're not going to get your insulin levels low like intermittent or extended fasting will. Oh my God. Like you're speaking to my soul because I did all of those with short term results, but ended up back in the same spot again. Sure. And, and that's pretty typical because depending on your level of insulin resistance, I mean, the, the more resistant you are, the longer you need to keep insulin levels as low as possible, um, like near zero levels, um, for that much longer to see, to see results. It takes a lot of time to become insulin resistant. That's why, you know, we keep saying it's not necessarily about the weight. You can't, you can't just look at somebody and say, Oh, that person's insulin resistant or they're not. You, you can't because it's an insidious, it's a long-term problem. It, It takes time to develop And you don't necessarily have to be overweight to be insulin resistant. So it takes time to correct and the insulin levels need to stay as low as possible um, for a long period of time to start correcting that. And that happens with fasting. Yeah. And it's simply as that. It's not us. That's the answer. It's not what we're talking about. It's literally just, you know, fasting, you know, like that's, that's the Mm -hmm. simplicity of it. When I read Dr. Fung's book back in the day, you're like, yeah, read this. And I was like, whoa, okay. Yeah, this makes sense. So, um, I don't think I can talk any more, uh, any more about that research article this evening. My brain kind of hurts. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but I feel good about, um, I feel good about the idea that with the right why and the right application to you know, for each individual out there, like thinking about, you know, how you're going to take this and apply it is honestly, this is going to be weird, but forget about all of the details we just said 
and just the take home messages, it's not about the weight, it's about the health. And if insulin's connected to all of these other possible, you know, uh, metabolic syndromes and disorders and conditions, then, you know, if I'm out there listening and say, okay, well, this is something that I need to be doing, just like taking my supplements or working out or decreasing my stress or staying hydrated, because it's an important part of maintaining overall health. Yeah. I I mean, I feel like, I feel like it doesn't, it doesn't matter where you're starting from, but you should be looking at, could, could I have, could I have an undiagnosed insulin resistance? Has anyone ever talked about that? Um, when I was in a consult or in a doctor's office, um, has anyone ever tested me for that? Could that be part of the underlying issue? Have I ever done any bit of fasting, um, you know, to get at that problem and then taken a look at my symptoms, um, along the way, you know, so, I mean, I mean, I think that that leads us right into where I would recommend an action step here. I would say if, you know, no matter if you have five pounds to lose or a hundred or zero and you know, you're on a medication that you don't want to be on, or you just don't quite feel right. And you think it might have something to do with you know, the way you've eaten over time or, or just how your body just feels, just think about what, what it could mean if you walked into your doctor's office and looked, uncovered the rock for insulin resistance, started asking those questions and started going down that path to see if, if maybe that starts to get at the issues. And while you're there, while you're doing that, think about if you had a plan for the next 28 days, what would that look like? If you knew exactly where you wanted to go and you had the support system for it, what, what could that mean for your life starting now and 28 days from now and then going into the rest of your life? And I think I don't think your action step could be any more applicable applicable to the timing of the of the fasting for life experience, right? And this was not planned. This just kind of came on organically, yeah. right? But like, it, it once I won't even want to take it one step farther. Is is if we're talking about health, health? The only way to stay healthy is to prevent stuff from happening. Because once you have the condition, and it's really hard to fix it, right? Mm-hmm. Like here's your blood pressure medication. Well, how long do I have to be on this? Well, here's your high cholesterol medication. What do my numbers look like? We already know that lowering that stuff long-term is not healthy, right? So how do we, how do we stay healthy? Well, we prevent us from ever ending up in that little column of having the certain condition or problem that then needs management, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if we're looking at, you know, people that might be struggling with this, some of these things that have been mentioned, you know, in related to insulin resistance and this new, you know, hyperinsulinemic syndrome, right? The, the metabolic syndrome related to insulin, you know, really it's, even if you aren't even close to any of these things, right? It's, it's how do we prevent ever from getting there? Well, let's take some daily steps, right? So over the next 28 days, take one small actionable step every day, and you are now moving away from everything we've talked about related to this, you know, this, um, uh, this research study, and you're moving back towards health and balance. And it's as simple as one day and one meal at a time. 
Absolutely. Cool. Well said, um, sir. Thank you. Um, I've, I think I'm actually starting to learn to land the plane. Like what just happened there? That was crazy. So yeah, you've been paying we'll, attention. We'll have to listen back and see. And I just realized I was really far away from the microphone. So um, hopefully, hopefully that, that landed correctly. So um, fasting for life experience next 28 days, click the link in the episode description. Um, and also um, go ahead and click the orange button that says, yes, I'm ready to transform or I am ready to transform the big orange button that's on there. Click the button. We'll see you on, on the inside. And Tommy, we'll talk soon. See ya. So you've heard today's episode and you may be wondering, where do I start? Head on over to thefastingforlife.com and sign up for our newsletter where you'll receive fasting tips and strategies to maximize results and fit fasting into your day-to-day life. While you're there, download your free Fast Start Guide to get started today. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a five-star review, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fasting for Life.